the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, somehow it seems appropriate that for my last sermon here at St. John's, there's something out of the ordinary going on around downtown today. We never quite know what's going to happen uh, being an urban church, and today is no exception. If the Equality March caught you off guard, it caught us off guard as well. We had no clue the streets were going to be closed surrounding the church, but we're glad that the marchers are here. We're glad that the security is here, and most of all, we're glad that you are here this morning. Today is Trinity Sunday, but I'm going to start off by talking about the Beatles. You like the Beatles, right? I don't know that I've ever met anyone who doesn't like the Beatles. One of my favorite songs is Let It Be. I don't know that Paul McCartney purposely used religious imagery in this song, but it ends up sounding decidedly Christian. Paul McCartney sings, When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. McCartney has said that Mother Mary in this song refers to his real-life mother, whose name was Mary, but how can we hear Mother Mary and not think of Mary, Mother of Jesus, who in response to the angel Gabriel's announcement that she would bear the Son of God, said, let it be with me according to your word. The theme of the song is that humans experience trouble, heartache, and brokenness, but that despite our challenges, there is hope. McCartney sings, When the night is cloudy, there is still a light that shines on me. Shine on until tomorrow. Let it be. Isn't that precisely our Christian hope, as expressed by the Incarnation, that the light overcomes the darkness? And then there is the refrain, which is repeated like a balm for our souls. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be, let it be. Whisper words of wisdom, let it be. These words sound like profound words of wisdom, words spoken to us directly from God himself. They are, in fact, the very first words pronounced by God in the book of Genesis. Let there be light. And repeated like a refrain throughout the entire story of creation. As we heard recited this morning, God said, let it be about all of creation, and it was. God spoke, and everything that we know came into existence. It is the word of God, God's voice, that creates new life. But there is also another message in God's words. This creator God, whose will created order where there was chaos, whose will has created something where there is nothing, who cares so deeply for everything that he made that he spent time naming the sun and the moon, the birds and the air and the fish and the sea, and even the creeping things that creep upon the earth. This same God who pronounced that each and every one of them was good. This God also gives everything he made the freedom to let be. God loves us, in other words, but God does not smother us with his love. 
He gives us space and time and distance to let us and everything that he made be. The stunning truth revealed to us in creation, as Walter Brueggemann writes, is that God and his creation are bound in relation. And let it be is the perfect description of that relationship. Our relationship with God is a dance of push and pull, of intimacy and distance. On the sixth day, God pronounced, let it be. And humankind was created with a purpose. We were ordained in God's image to care for all that God made. We were granted the freedom to build and plant and shepherd, but also to tear down and pull up and destroy. There is a cost to the freedom we have been given to let be. The cost is our imperfection. You and I break each other's hearts each and every day in small ways and in devastating ways. And in every time, God's heart is broken too. But in the divine dance of let be, God pulls us close again and whispers to us, I forgive you. I love you. You are redeemed. There will be an answer. Let it be, sings Paul McCartney. McCartney names the longing that we each have, not just for redemption and for wholeness, but for inspiration. Each of us long for an answer to the problems that we have in our lives. And when we sing, let it be, we offer a prayer to God for guidance, for a breath of fresh air that will reveal the course of action that brings us out of darkness into light, out of sickness into health, out of sin into grace. On this Trinity Sunday, we name the mysterious triune nature of God, God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The first person is the creator who says, let it be, and enters into relationship with all that comes into being. The second person, the redeemer, is Jesus Christ, who offers to creation Granted by God the freedom of let be, Jesus offers us redemption, healing, wholeness, and grace. And the third person is the sanctifier, the same spirit of God that in the beginning fluttered over the face of the waters like a hen broods over her eggs, waiting for them to be born. This mysterious wind is what breathes life into all creation, sanctifying every living thing as good. The Spirit blesses and sets apart, and it inspires us, made in the image of God, of God, to participate in the ongoing creation of the world. You see, I think Paul McCartney must have been inspired by the Holy Spirit when he wrote the song, Let It Be. He was living into his calling as a human being created in the image of the triune God. God who creates, God who redeems, and God who inspires. All of us 
have been created for such a purpose. Each of our lives is a song. And when we sing with all our hearts, let it be. We too participate in the ongoing creation, redemption, and inspiration of the world. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Creator, Redeemer, and Sanctifier, let it be. Amen.